Welcome to the Enlightened Discipline Podcast with Scott Stoffer, a certified financial planner in Silicon Valley. The Enlightened Discipline Podcast is about moving you and your family towards better wealth. This podcast is purely educational. It's Scott's way of paying it forward, helping people make better financial decisions. And now, on with the show with Scott Stoffer and co-host Matt Halloran. Hello and welcome to another Better Wealth Podcast. Today we're going to talk about step number seven of the 10 steps to a better investment experience, avoid market timing. So Scott, would you mind uh, walking us through real quick, uh, you know, just the the other 10 or the what we've yeah, come yeah. up to today? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we've been talking about the 10 steps to a better investment experience. And what I love about this series is, you know, we're not talking about the secrets of the market, which really don't exist. Uh, we're not talking about the best uh, idea or stock pick you can do. Uh, you know, we're not talking about how you use market trends to know where to invest. We're talking about specific steps that you can take to make your experience with investing better. Um, things that you can control to improve your experience. And what I love about that is that experience is really defined as as practical contact with an observation of, of facts or events. So in some ways, you could almost say that investing in the markets is like a contact sport. Hmm. And, and what we're doing is we're giving you 10 steps to make that experience with that contact more enjoyable, more controllable in terms of the outcomes you want and, and the goals you have. So if we go back to step one, it was, it was understand market pricing. Step number two was don't try to outguess the market. Step number three was don't chase past performance. Step number four, let markets work for you. Step five, take the right risks. Step six, practice smart diversification. And here we are at step seven, avoid market timing. That's fantastic. I love that you just said that this was like a contact sport that totally puts all of this into perspective for me. And I'm sure that it's going to put that into perspective uh, for our listeners because, man, you can take some bumps and bruises on this. I know we hear a lot about market timing, but I'm not sure we're all on the same page. Would you mind helping us understand what market timing is and why we should avoid it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a market timing is, or market timers really attempt to predict the future by buying investments when prices are low and then selling when, when prices are high. It's, it's, um, it's the act of moving in and out of the market, switching between asset classes based on some kind of predictive method or technical indicator or economic data that you might have. You know, it's, it's called tactical asset management or tactical asset strategies. And, and, you know, people are just trying to get an idea of some kind of trend analysis of where things are going to go, and, and that's what they're going to invest in. However, because it is so difficult to predict the future direction of the stock market, investors who try to time the market it really do underperform uh, other investors who remain invested. I think it was John Bogle, who's the founder of Vanguard and longtime champion of passive investing, who said it best, and quote, he said, I do not know of anybody who has done market timing successfully and consistently. I don't even know anybody who knows anybody who has done it successfully or consistently. Wow. And Yeah. And, and what's so funny about that is that that doesn't stop Wall Street from trying to tell you that it does work. You know, if you just follow all, all kinds of advertisements and programs and things you can watch on 
uh, in financial ch news channels or magazines. If, if you follow my program, if you sign up for my training class where I'll teach you how I made millions, you too can be a millionaire trader. Um, you know, it just things like that are constantly out there for people. It shouldn't be a surprise that after large market declines like the 2008 financial crisis, we could really see an increase in investment products available to investors that claim to avoid the downtimes, right, i.e. time in the market. But that seems really tempting to me, right, as an investor who doesn't want to take advantage of the trends that others see, especially when it is so romanticized in the financial press. Yeah, I know. It's it's uh, it's definitely out there. But we just need to remember that there's little empirical evidence to support the idea that active, you know, um, tactical management strategies are likely to outperform, you know, the traditional passive buy and hold strategies. And in this podcast, Matt, we definitely come back and try to really ground things in evidence. We try to ground the things we're talking about in academic research that shows us what works and what doesn't. And in late 2012, there was a Morningstar study and, and an article in the Wall Street Journal that both identified that two thirds of the 42 mutual funds and ETFs with tactical in their name didn't exist before the financial crisis erupted in 2008. So, you know, four years later, after we had this big decline, you know, two thirds of the options out there that say we're tactical, we're tactical, uh, are now newly created investments trying to get people uh, to do that kind of investment. So sometimes I just get the feeling that Wall Street is more interested in, in coming up with the next best product it can sell to make more money for itself than actually looking out for what's in the best interest of individual investors. So if we continue to take a look at some of this, you know, academic research around market timing, Standard & Poor's in, 2000, in June 2011 showed that only 19% of large cap funds in the top 25% ranking over five years ending in 2011 maintained that rating over each of the five years. So if you have a tactical investment strategy, it should be able to, to tactically position itself every year to be at least in the top 25%. And, and we're talking about active managers couldn't even do that. Hmm. So highly motivated professionals with massive computer power don't appear to have the trading systems and the power to, to time its systems to really consistently allow them to beat the market. Can you explain a little bit more about how a market timing system potentially it, it might work? Yeah, and, and, and uh, there's a lot of different ways we can look at this. I think the most popular tactical asset allocation models are based on what we call price momentum, uh, specifically moving price averages and, and when they cross over, when it goes from one average, you know, one direction to the other direction. Uh, these are often termed uh, trend-following systems. You know, for example, there's the 200-day moving average that calculates the average price of a given security or an asset class for the last 200 days. And then it issues a sell signal when today's price moves below the average and a buy signal when today's price moves above the average. Often you'll see a crossover of the 50-day moving average on the 200-day moving average where then that's used to determine buy or sell signals. You know, for selected time frames or markets, these moving averages, like all statistical indicators, you know, work profitably some of the time. However, investors using these systems must be able to follow the signals, ignore, ignore the financial media, and stay out of the market even when the timing system is underperforming when the market's going up. 
So it, it, it's funny, you know, this can get kind of confusing. And so what I like to say sometimes is successful market timing requires two correct decisions. You need to know when to get out and you need to know when to get back in. So guessing right one time, when to get out, is a 50-50 proposition. Guessing right twice drops the odds down to only 25%. So one wrong guess, and you shoot yourself in the foot. Two wrong guesses, and you shoot yourself in both feet. That's what makes market timing so difficult. And then on top of that, you throw in the financial media, you know, you throw in the people you talk to at work, you throw in you know, TV shows that you're looking at, with all this financial information coming at you, and it's, it, it makes it even harder to stay on track towards your financial goals. So, you know, while there are market trends we can follow, you know, the markets are anything but predictable. So we like to say that owning a well-balanced, well-diversified portfolio allows you to reap the rewards whenever or wherever they occur. You know, in our podcast notes, on the website, we have this, uh, this this jelly bean chart. Many people call it a jelly bean chart. And, um, and, and this chart ranks the performance of various asset classes over the past 10 years in different colors. That's why they call it a jelly bean chart. Um, when you look at this chart, you'll see that the winner one year was rarely the winner next year. And the checkerboard look of this chart demonstrates just how difficult it is to predict winners year after year. In fact, it's common that the winner one year is the worst loser the next year. I'm thinking I'm following you, but how can I keep my emotions out of this with all of the bombarding that we get from Wall Street, from television, and I hear about all of these successful market timers? What can I do as an investor to check that emotion at the door? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think first you need to remember that, that people never talk about the great investment programs they paid money for and then lost money. So uh, just remember that. In, in theory, I think market timing is brilliant, right? Um, in practice, it just doesn't work successfully for most investors. You know, in our next podcast, we're going to be talking about step eight of the 10 steps to a better, a better investment experience, manage your emotions. So the measuring stick that you need to use to measure your financial success is not Wall Street's newest financial product. You know, you are much better served focusing on the items you can control, creating a comprehensive financial plan tailored to your needs and letting the markets work for you. We think puts you in a better position to follow the old adage, it's time in the market that matters, not time in the market. Scott, thank you very much for your wisdom and your willingness to pass that wisdom on to all of our listeners. This was episode number 19, Avoid Market Timing, seven of the 10 steps to a better investment experience. Thanks, Scott. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for listening to Enlightened Discipline, brought to you by Better Wealth, proudly serving Silicon Valley for over 15 years. Our podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher, and at betterwealth.us where Scott will share his insight on how to stay on track, in control, and achieve what matters.